Jesus Christ, the kingdom of Almighty God. We were sinners serving Satan. He was our God. But we called upon the name of Jesus. And you heard our cry. And delivered us into the kingdom of your dear son. Jesus, as our Lord and high priest, we bring the first fruits of our income to you. And we worship the Lord our God with them. We rejoice in all the good that you have given to us and our household. We have hearkened diligently to the voice of the Lord our God and have done all that he has commanded us to do. Now look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless us as you said in your word. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Let's show the Lord we are joyful givers today. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. You know, God gets so excited when we begin to praise him. He, he just, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Jesus just jumps off of the throne and goes to the heavenly Father and says, Oh, Father, let me go get them. I love them so much. Hallelujah. But one of these days, the Father is going to turn to the Son and say, Son, if they're too good for that world, bring my family home. Hallelujah. And only the redeemed are going to hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. As I look around me at these days we're living in, I question how much longer will it be till the Father reaches over to touch his son? On the shoulder and says Jesus, you bring my family home to me.
alive in Jesus shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And only the redeemed shall hear his voice on that day. And he comes and puts the glory to take Because in Mark chapter 11, actually in, in the Great Commission, in Mark chapter 16, it says the believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. So if we prayed for you and uh, it hasn't manifested yet, just realize that you are in the process of recovering. And so you stand on the word of God. No matter what the word says, it's true. Now, I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the symptoms in your body say. God's word is true. The Bible says, let every man let uh, let every man be a liar. Let God's word be true and every man be a liar. So in Mark chapter 11, verses 23 and 24, this is one of our favorite scriptures to quote around here. In fact, let's start reading with verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. Well, God gave you faith when you were born again. And that's the only kind you can have. That's the only kind he has is the God kind. Yes. And he gave you his faith when you're born again. So we know it works, don't it? God's faith works. But how did God create things? He spoke them into existence. Yes. He said, let there be light, and there was light. And so he says, have faith in God, or have the same kind of faith God has. Do the same thing the Heavenly Father does, and you'll have results in your life. So I keep telling people to speak to the mountain. Amen. Speak to the mountain. Look at verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Yes. So we speak to the mountain over and over and over again until that mountain moves. Amen. Now, Jesus established the law when he, when he said, uh, he said, For verily I say unto you that whatsoever you shall say, or that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now that's good or bad. 
you'll have whatever you say, he says. He established that law. So then in verse 24, he says, So therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. So this is very important. Verse 25 and 26 is very important. Don't leave that out. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So we've used the illustration, if we don't forgive, uh, it's like you're pushing God away. Because God is a God of love, you see. And if you don't walk in love like your heavenly Father, you are stopping Him from not only uh, moving in somebody else's life, but in your life. In other words, God tells you, go love that person. And you say, no. Well, you just stop God in that life and in your life as well. So when I, when I just give up and I just corral my flesh and say, okay, God, I'm going to forgive. And you said, oh, man, I need forgiveness. So I am going to forgive. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to treat them like they've never said anything or did anything wrong to me. I'm only going to see the best in that person, and I'm going to love them anyhow. Praise God. So now you've got the Holy Spirit flowing in your life because, you see, God is a God of love. He's a, he has faith, but he is love. Never forget that. And so we talked about the five I wills of Mark 11, 23, and 24. And it's like somebody had a, had a platter of cookies, or or today I, I found a bowl full of candy. Glory. Amen. And uh, if you wanted a cookie or if you wanted a candy, what would you do? If somebody offered that to you, you'd stand up there and you'd say, have a cookie or have a piece of candy. You'd say, well, I believe, I will. See, you had to believe first. When God promised you something, you say, I believe it. And I will, as an act of my will, I will what? Take it. I believe I will take one. Glory to God. Amen. I believe I will take one. I have it. And I thank you for it. Amen. That's all you have to do. It's just like getting a piece of candy out of a bowl. I believe I will Take one, I have it, and I thank you for it. Glory. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody got faith enough to get my candy today? Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. You was begging for it before church, man. <laughs> now some of you kids, Come on. <laughs> So let's all say it together. Anybody else want some of my candy? Everybody say it together. I believe I will take one. I have it. And I thank you for it. And that's the same way you do with any promise of God. Like in 1 Peter 2, 24, he says, By his stripes we were healed, not going to be. That's not a promise, it's a fact. When Jesus died on Calvary's cross, his, his, those nails, there was three nails, three nails in his body. One was for sin, one was for sickness, and one was for poverty. Glory. That's the three things that uh, Jesus destroyed under the curse of the law, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. And so when they nailed Jesus to that tree, and when he died, sin died with him. Sickness died with him. Poverty died with him. In the life of a Christian, we should not have spiritual death. We should not have 
be plagued with sin any longer. We should not be plagued with sickness any longer. We should not be plagued with poverty any longer. Praise the Lord. So when you hear something good in the Bible, when you when somebody prays for you, glory to God, the first thing you want to do is just stand up and say, I take it. I believe I will take that, God, as an act of my will. Amen. See, when when uh, when Thomas heard that Jesus was raised from the dead, what did he say? He says, I will not believe unless I see the nail prints in his hands and I feel the slit in his side. Right. Now, he could have willed to believe, but he willed not to. So your will is either you're going against God's word or you're going to be for God's word, you say. So when you hear something good, somebody prays for you, say, I will believe that I take it. I have it now. Thank you, Lord, for it. And just continue to thank God and praise him over and over again. What did Abraham do? He was a hundred years old and God told him you're going to have a baby at a hundred years old. And the Bible says he was not weak in faith, giving glory to God, giving glory to God, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. He praised and he worshiped God. Take the praise cure today if you're sick. You can praise your way into complete healing and restoration if you'll take the praise cure. Hallelujah. See, everything that you need is on the inside of you right now if you're born again. The Spirit of God is on the inside of you. And it's a shame that so many Christians are, are, are dying early, are, are, are suffering sickness and poverty and everything else simply be, and when they and all the time they got the healing power of God on the inside of them. And it's like somebody standing beside of a well and they're thirsting to death, but they can't get anything to drink because they don't have a bucket. Your tongue, everybody say my tongue, is your bucket that dips down into that well and brings up that healing, whatever you need today. So this is why Jesus said, speak to that mountain. Command that healing to flow out of your spirit and into your body and make you well. Because, you know, when he said by his stripes, you were healed, the real you is healed today, you see. What's, who's the real you? You're a spirit, right? You are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your emotions, and your will, and you live in a physical body. So the real you is healed, and you were made perfect the day you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life on the inside. But your mind and your body has not changed yet. So you have to, to uh, uh, transform your thinking by the Word of God. You have to start thinking spiritually about things instead of naturally about things. Maybe in the natural, the, the uh, doctor told you there's no cure for what you have. But in the spirit, there is. Hallelujah. And as you dip down into that well of healing, you bring it up into your body. Hallelujah. Over and over and over and over again. Praise God. And I can tell you I have been healed of, of everything that you can think of by doing that. Just over and over again, talking to that, talking to that body. Uh, not not running around telling everybody how bad I feel or, or what the doctor said. No, I'll run around and I say what God says about me. By his stripes I am healed. And, uh, but here again, I warn you, I get around people of like and precious faith like this church is. And I, and I admit, there's not too many of us around, so that's why we need to keep this place going. Amen. We need to get more and more people in here to start believing God, praise the Lord. Because I'm telling you, you can go to most churches and they'll kill you. Amen. Because they preach so much doubt and unbelief from the pulpit. There is no way you're going to get healed when you're listening to a man tell you that miracles have passed away. 
All this has passed away. Well, the Holy Ghost has not passed away. Amen. And when he leaves, I'm leaving with him. That's called the rapture of the church. Amen. But until then, healing is still available. Prosperity is still available. The forgiveness of sin is still available. Some of you have already been delivered of cigarettes. You know how to get rid of the addictions? You just keep thanking God that you're the righteousness of God. I guarantee it. You just stand up to that cigarette. If you're hooked on cigarettes, uh, you know, I know you've been prayed for over and over again. Well, it's time for you to stand up and use your faith. And when you pop one of those things out of the pack, you say, I'm the righteousness of God. I am free from cigarettes. While you're lighting one up, say, I am free from cigarettes. I'm the righteousness of God. While you're smoking the whole pack, say, thank God I'm free from cigarettes. I'm the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. I, I, I told this fellow that, and uh, he did all that. He, I, I told him now, even while you're putting it out, say, I am free from cigarettes. I'm the righteousness of God. He said, I've been prayed for all over. I've been to every evangelist around. I ain't, been, I ain't gotten free yet. And he said, within two weeks after I told him that, he came back to church just a smile. And I knew exactly what had happened when he walked through the door. I said, tell me how you got delivered a cigarette. He said, how'd you know? I said, I could see your smile a mile away. He said, well, I did that every time I smoked. Uh, you know. I said, hey, I'm free from cigarettes. I thank God I'm free from cigarettes. I'm the righteousness of God. And he said, I was standing on the street corner one day, and I was, I was about ready to reach for a cigarette, and all of a sudden something rose up on the inside of me and said, hey, I'm free from cigarettes. And I took that pack and I threw it away. He said, and I've been free ever since. I don't care what you're stuck with. I don't care if you're bound by adultery and sleeping with everything within a mile's radius, you can still be free of adultery. Amen. Amen. You can have your mistress laying in bed and you be standing there in your socks and stand up and say, I'm the righteousness of God. <laughs> I guarantee everything's going to go. <laughs> You're going to grab your clothes and you're going to get out of there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sean said, where in the world that comes from? <laughs> I'm just talking plain. Praise the Lord. Amen. You, you can overcome every sin if you'll start standing on your faith in Almighty God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, let's let's look at prayer. Prayer that brings results must be based on God's word. You have to find whatever you're believing God for, you've got to find a scripture that covers your case. If you need healing, you've got to go through the scriptures and, and find all the healing scriptures. And when one speaks to you, have, have you ever had a, a, a scripture just speak to you? Praise the Lord. Well, that's the one you need to stand on. When, somebody, when a scripture speaks to you, you need to stand on that. You need to quote that over and over again. You need to get it in your spirit. Every time you're tempted to sin or, or do something like uh, that, you, you just stand on that scripture. So prayer that brings results must be based on God's word. So start with the answer, which is the word of God. I, the book of Isaiah tells us, or God tells us to remind me of my word. He didn't say remind me of the problem. And that's where we get into trouble. We're always telling God what our problem is instead of the answer to our problem. Amen. He says you go to God's word with the answer instead of with the problem. Oh, God, don't you say I'm sick. Oh, God, don't you say I'm going broke. Oh, God, don't you say my family's falling apart. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And we call that prayer. All we're doing is complaining. All we're doing is griping and complaining to God. But when you go in there and says, Father, your word says that the believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Father, I believe I'm recovering today. And I just want to thank you for that. You said by your stripes I was healed. 
I believe that. I receive that. When I was prayed for, I believe that I'm healed by your stripes. I talk to that mountain. I command the healing power to flow out of my spirit into my body and make me whole and well and sound today. Thank you, Lord. You said in your word, if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Well, me and the pastor agreed Sunday and bless God, I believe I received it when we prayed. Hallelujah. And by his stripes, I am healed, glory to God. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what my body says. I don't care anything about anything except what God says about me and his word. Hallelujah. And as I'm standing here praying, I, if I have all against anybody, I forgive them right now, Father. In Jesus' name, I just forgive them and I love everybody. Show me something good about those people, God. Don't let me get back into into uh, a strife and, and doubt and unbelief, Lord. Keep me strong in faith. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing wavering. He that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. But I'm not like that, God. Oh, I'm going to stand steady on your word. I am straight as an error, hallelujah. I'm going to set my face like flint, hallelujah. I'm not going to look to the right or to the left. I'm going to look straight into your word, hallelujah. Now that's better than a bunch of griping and complaining. That's somebody's got the word of God on the inside of them. You've got to get the word of God on the inside of you and begin to apply your faith by confessing God's word. Believe you receive when you pray. Hold fast to your confession. Yes. The Bible says hold fast to our profession, but that literally means hold fast to your confession of faith. And just act as though it has already been done. The Bible says uh, without, without uh, well, let's go to James chapter 2. Let's just read about it a little bit. James is a, is a good place to start. Praise God. James chapter 2 tells you all about the tongue. If you never did a study on the tongue, oh, it's the most important study you could ever do. James yes. chapter 2. James chapter 2. Okay, James chapter 2, let's start reading with verse 14. James chapter 2, verse 14. He says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, men alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. Well, the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he had offered Isaac the son upon the altar, seest thou how have excuse me, seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect, and the scripture was fulfilled which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So in other words, we are not working our way in, into heaven. We're not working our way into uh, our blessings. It takes faith to receive these things, but faith without works is dead. 
We're not working to get to heaven. We're working because we're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. We're not working to get our healing. We are working because we have our healing. We're not working uh, because uh, or trying to get money. We're working because we are rich. Praise the Lord. And we're working for God and his kingdom. And he's the one that supports us. He's the one that heals us. He's the one that directs us. So you see, don't be afraid to confess or act as though it's already been done. Because if you don't believe it's already been done or has been done, you are doubting God's word. And that's why some people, if they don't see it, as soon as they uh, pray, if they don't feel it, if they don't see it, as soon as they pray, they go to God over and over and over again about the thing. Well, my dear brother and sister, you've got to get to the place sometime you believe you receive this thing. Yes. That it's done. It's taken care of. That it is coming. It's like Oral Roberts used to say, you just got to know that you know that you know that you know you've got this thing when you pray. And sometimes people, uh, you know, are just not sure before they even go to the Lord in prayer. So if you've got time, which most of us do before we even go to prayer, feed yourself on God's word. Feed God's word into your heart until you know that you know that you know if you pray, God is going to hear you. Hallelujah. And if God tells you something like, well, you know, healed people don't lay in bed all day. Well, get up. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. He might tell you to to, uh, take medicine. He might tell you not to take medicine. He might tell you to go to this doctor or he might tell you not to go to the doctor. It, it doesn't matter whether you take medicine or don't take medicine. You do what God tells you to do. And don't listen to what somebody else said because that's their life. That's not your life. God told them to do that. Many times people have uh, heard testimonies like, well, I gave away my car and God gave me a new one. And some ding-dong stands up in church and says, oh, well, if I give my car away, I guess God will give me one too. And they do. They give their car away, and then they'll be calling me on the phone. Pastor, will you take me to work? I ain't got that car. <laughs> well, if God really told you to give your car away, he would bless you with the car before you could take the first step. Praise the Lord. So you do what God tells you to do and not what somebody else tells you to do. And you refuse to allow doubt and fear to enter into your consciousness. See, Satan works in the arena of suggestions and, and dreams and, and fears and visions. And, and a lot of people, man, they think that if they have a dream that something bad is going to happen to them, they'll just know up and down that, that it sure is. You rebuke those things. Any suggestion anybody tells you something bad is going to happen to you, you tell them, get thee behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I don't care if you have a dream or or a vision or some uh, unbelieving relative tells you that you're not going to get it. You stand fast on God's word. I call that bulldog faith. You ever ever put a stake in a bulldog's mouth and try to get it back? Ain't no way. So when God's word is like eating meat, brother, I mean, it is steak to your soul. And you put a piece of meat in my mouth, brother, you're going to have a hard time getting it back. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. So you are the establishing witness on these things. Satan, doubt, the world is on one hand saying that you don't have it, and the word is on the other hand saying that you do have it. So let's agree with the word and start claiming I do have these things in Jesus' name. All right, now let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. We've got to learn to control our mind. See, this is where the battleground is, is, is in the mind, whether you got it or whether you don't have it. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought, every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
But you see, this is where we fail too many times. We just let any old thought come into our brain and we just let and we just entertain that thing until finally we wake up and say, oh, maybe I shouldn't be thinking something like this. Well, you've got to cast down those thoughts as soon as they come into your mind. You ain't going to have it. You ain't going to get healed this time. You're going to go broke. You're going to go down the drain. You're going to go to hell. Blah, 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 blah. And one of the biggest things is Satan tries to get in on you and say, what you going to do now? 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 And you got to stand up and say, in the name of Jesus, shut up! Amen. And learn to control those thoughts and begin to quote God's word, you see. Because speaking God's word out of your mouth is what's going to control your thought life. Somebody says, I can't control my thoughts. Oh, yes, you can I've showed this to you before, but there might be somebody that hadn't seen this. I want you to count in your thinking, in your thinking now, I want you to go from 10 down to zero. 10, 9, 8. Now, do that quietly, and I want everybody to say their name out loud. First name. What happened to your thinking? Yeah. It shut up. Your mind shut up to see what your mouth had to say. And so that's the only way you're going to control your thoughts. You cannot control your thoughts with other thoughts. You control your thoughts by your mouth. So control your mind with the Word of God. Just dwell on the answer instead of the problem. And don't tell me you can't dwell on the answer all day long. Because you dwell on the problem all day long. Some of you are proficient in worrying. Now my mama was a was a world was the world's worst warrior, I guarantee you. She could clean house and take care of the kids and watch TV and do everything she wanted to and worry the whole time. <laughs> worry the whole day long. Amen. So you've got to get rid of that fear and worry. Here again, you gotta to talk to that spirit of fear. Fear is not a feeling. Fear is a spirit. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Hallelujah. And you talk to that fear. And you talk to the devil like he's deaf because he is. That's why he had to talk loud to him. And you say, fear, in the name of Jesus, you lose me and let me go in Jesus' name. Fear is not a feeling. Fear is a person. And you have to stop talk to those devils. Just refuse to accept anything against you and your receiving. See, most people will try to talk you out of your uh, stand of faith on the word, but you refuse to uh, to do that. All right, Proverbs chapter four, verses twenty through twenty-two. Proverbs chapter four, verses twenty through twenty-two. I feel like some of you just need a crash course in, 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 in prayer today. Proverbs chapter 4, let's read verses 20 through 22. We have a few more minutes. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22 says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my saying. Well, if I met you on the street and you said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. And if I'd say, well, I can't right now. I have to attend to something else. I can meet you at 3 o'clock, though. What do I mean? Well, I can't talk to you right now. I have to pay attention to something else, but I can meet you at 3 o'clock. So that's what he's saying, my son. Pay attention to my words. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and their health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. That's why eating God's word is just like eating a piece of steak or, or eating eggs or pizza or, or whatever you like to eat. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's food for your spirit, man. Hallelujah. And a lot of times I, I have to watch myself because I will give out so much word and if I don't go back to the Bible and uh, replenish my word supply, I start getting sick myself. And when when I, I start getting symptoms of sickness or symptoms of poverty or 
or sin back in my life, I have to go back and, and get the word back. And I, sometimes I've been so drowned inside when I picked up that word and just read a verse, it was like something boom, dropped down into my belly. Praise the Lord. And, and they don't do it to you. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Look at verses 22 through 23. I just want you to see how important getting the word on the inside of you is right now. Turn off that TV if you have to, and, and you turn it on. A Christian station, get you some tapes, some books, anything on faith, and you read it and read it and listen to it and listen to it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. If you just come to church and, and set your rear end on those pews, I'll just spoon feed you faith. Praise God. That's why this place needs to be packed out. Every time we meet, I'll just give you faith if you'll come. Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 through 23. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, uh, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. So see yourself succeed and not fail. Get that word in you until you see yourself succeeding. Get that word in, in, in you till you see yourself well. Get that word in, in, in you till you see yourself uh, rejecting those cigarettes or whatever it is that you're trying to get rid of. See, you got three eyes. You got these two eyes right here, but you got the eye of faith too. And you look, you start looking through the eye of faith of how you want things to be, not the way they are, but how you want them to be in the spirit. Romans chapter 13 and, and verse 14. Let's go there. Romans chapter 13 and, and verse 14. Romans chapter 13 and verse 14 says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Make no provision for the flesh. Make no provision for you to fail in any way, shape, or, or form. Praise God. Make sure, make sure that you're uh, going to prepare to succeed on the Word of God. And uh, I don't know if you've heard about uh, little Betty Baxter. I mean, she was born with a crippling disease. She she was just turned up in a little ball all of her life. And uh, her mama kept praying and interceding for her. And I think she was about 10 years old. And, and finally the Lord appeared to her mama uh, in a vision or, and, and told her that Betty's going to be healed. And she told Betty, and Betty believed it too, praise God. Yeah. We could just have faith as a child. Amen. And they started getting ready. Betty never wear a, wore a pair of shoes in her life. Her mama went out and got her a brand new pair of shoes, got her a dress. They were getting ready for that healing. They, and, and the Lord told uh, his mama that he was coming on, on that Sunday at 3 p.m. And uh, they started getting ready for it. They went to that Baptist church that morning and told everybody that Betty was going to be healed. And those deacons <laughs> just, just laughed and said, yeah, well, you go back to your little fantasy island, you know, and we'll see. Well, that very day at 3 o'clock, right, where, where Betty was sitting right in the living room, <laughs> They said the the, the uh, curtain started blowing, wind started blowing through there, and the curtain started moving, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of the room, there was a little cloud started forming, and the cloud got bigger and bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden, Jesus Christ himself walked out of that cloud, and, and he walked right over there to little Betty. He laid his hands on Betty. Her body went snap, crackle, pop. Hallelujah. She absolutely came out of that ball and was standing there just fully whole, well, and sound. The first time in her life. Hallelujah. Amen. They got Betty dressed. 
they brought her back into that Baptist church that Sunday night. Every last one of those deacons fainted. Praise God. The pastor grabbed her and just put her right on the communion table. Just stood her up on the communion table. Nobody said a word. And the people just started coming and looking at her. And some of them would fall out under the power of God. Some of them would get saved. Some of them would get healed. Some of them would just would even get filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And and for, for eight straight hours that night, people came from all around just to see the little crippled girl that was well. Hallelujah. The greatest service that Baptist church ever had. Nobody said a word. And they just stood Betty up on the on the communion table and everybody started getting delivered. Hallelujah. Praise God. Folks, you start getting ready for your success. I don't care who's told you you was going to fail. They might have told you. Your mom and dad might have told you you was going to fail all your life. Let God be true and every man a liar, the Bible said. God loves you. Your heavenly father knows what's best for you. He knows exactly what you can be. He made you to succeed and not fail. He made you to be healed and whole and well and sound and not to be sick and dying. He made you successful and not a failure. He made you righteous and holy. You don't have to be uh, trapped by, by sin and, and sickness and poverty any longer. Testify of what you believe. Whatever the word says about you, you say the same thing about yourself. Don't go around and say, I, I just don't ever hear from God. I'm always failing. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. You stop calling yourself an old sinner. You're either a sinner or a saint. Now make up your mind. Amen. You can't be a sinner and be saved by grace. Amen. Amen. You're either a sinner or a saint. Now make up your mind. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. I always please God. Hallelujah. Amen. See, you'll never rise above your confession. Write that down somewhere. You'll never rise above your confession. Whatever you say about yourself, that's where you'll live all the days of your life. Amen. And God says, Sam, he said, your life is a culmination of everything you said in the past. If you don't like your life, you start changing what you've been saying about your life. That's right. Amen. Amen. Testify to what you believe, what the word says about you. Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him by the word of by the word of God or by the blood of, of by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Yes. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of their testimony. See, you are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have a right to all Jesus can do. So add your testimony to what you have received by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I, I like to say it this way. I, I command in the through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ for my healing to flow out of my spirit into my body in Jesus' name. I command through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth for my healing to flow out of my spirit into my body in Jesus' name. Right now, I command healing through, I command through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth my healing to flow out of my, my spirit into my body in Jesus' name. You add the blood and the word together, praise God. Amen. And then get involved in, in, in helping somebody else. Don't think about yourself all the time. And bless your heart, that's, well, that's where most people miss it. They're always uh, me, me, me. It's like a, oh, it's like the old farmer praying, Lord, just bless me and my wife and my son John and us three, you know, or, or, excuse me, he said, Lord, bless me and my wife and my son John, his wife, us four, no more. <laughs> That's about all our praying is, about ourselves and how selfish our praying is. Get involved in somebody 
else's life. Look at Galatians 5 and verse 6. Galatians 5 and verse 6 says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Amen. So get on the giving end, praise the Lord. The Bible tells us if you pray one for another, you will be healed. There's seven different ways you can be healed that the Bible talks to us about. And one way is uh, agreeing together, you know, praying the prayer of faith, you know, uh, get a believer to lay hands on you, uh, get the elders to come, the pastors of the church, anoint him with oil, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, the Lord shall raise him up. And it says, if you pray ye one for another, you will be healed as well. That's why I love to pray for people. Glory to God. I want healing myself. Yes. See, God, get on the giving in. If you need healing, pray for someone else to get healed. Yes. And the way you measure out is how it'll be measured back to you, Jesus said. And the word says God is love. Now, theology magnifies the power of God rather than his love or compassion. But the word magnifies his willingness to use his power more than the power itself. Yeah. And that's why we want to get into the word instead of theology. Because theology magnifies God's power, but the word of God magnifies his love toward you. And God loves you enough to see you without sin, loves you enough to see you without sickness, loves you enough to see you without those bills all the time. So just never doubt God's willingness to use his power to set you free because God is love and he wants you filled with all the goodness of his kingdom. Let's stand today. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you today. Hallelujah. We thank you that you love us. We thank you, God, that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices anymore. We know how to stand on the word of God. We know how to believe you, Father God. Just give us that unction, Father God. Give us that zeal, Lord, and, and help us, Father God. Just use me to remind your body what to do, how to pray, and how to get deliverance, Father God. We're seeing results if we just act on the word. God loves us. He's no respecter of persons. God, the word will work for anybody if they'll just put it to work. And so, Father, we just thank you right now for showing us how to put that word to work. It'll heal the sick. It'll raise the dead. It'll cast out devils every time. Hallelujah. It will just put it to work. And now, Father, we just bless your people today. May the blessing of God rest upon each and every person within the sound of my voice. May the beauty of Jesus Christ that shines, may the glory that shines in his face be upon us now, Father God. And may we rest in the comfort of the Holy Ghost until we're gathered back again in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen. Don't forget about intercessory prayer at 5 o'clock today, and we'll have another great service tonight at 6. Turn around and tell somebody you love them today. Shake their hand.